0: Welcome to the OdaFest Podcast. This is Angelo, and we've got... I'm Jay.
1: I'm not Jay. I'm Nancy.
0: And uh, I don't know... I, uh, I'm tripping over my tongue. Most people aren't Jay. Most people... Wait Thank goodness. I'm not Jay either. Am I most people, then?
2: Yes. You are all people. You should vote.
0: Nice. <laughs> I will. Perfect. Along with that, this is a reminder to check out OdaFest Pocket. Rainbowed Cardboard Gundam Edition. Our first live event of the year. In support of Calgary Pride and Alberta Culture Days, join us for an afternoon of fun as we fashion giant robot cosplays out of nothing but cardboard, hot glue, duct tape, and hopes and dreams. This event is by donation. A donation box will be at the door, but otherwise it's free to attend. Masks and other social distancing measures will be followed. For additional details, Check out facebook.com slash OdaFest and click on the events button. See you September 5th.
2: Hooray. Yes. Nice. As we mentioned last episode, um, it's a little bit weird to have our first real event this late in the year, but um, it's nice to be partnering up with Kagu Pride and kind of get things rolling and it'll be fun. If I, I remember correctly,
0: there. we didn't say it here, but I believe attendance is capped at 49 people.
2: Yeah, yes. we're trying to... like So the uh, official attendance will be capped at 49 people. If more than 49 people show up, they just won't be able to participate because we're trying to maintain social distancing. Of course. But as we'll be down at the TCC area and there is still Stephen Avenue and Cando Olympic Plaza, um, people can still free, feel free to hang out. Um, it's just... And, and um, for the purposes of the actual event... We're just doing the building inside, which makes sense. But we're actually hoping to then leave the initial area and start walking. Um, maybe down like Stephen Ave, grab some ice cream or something oh. in the area nearby. Mm. So for the, for the general purpose of the event, aside from the building, please do come. Awesome. Uh, I hope that makes sense. You know? So numbers be damned.
0: Um, be there
2: yeah exactly um it's not it's not really just about the building and nobody said you can't build something at home and like a cosplayer would and come oh if you've got a load of cardboard at
0: home duct tape yourself up into a robot and spam the odafest (laughs) facebook with it absolutely
1: Mm. hell yeah yeah that would
2: be great
0: like you don't even have to Um, wait you can do that right now
2: <laughs> Start but, practicing. Get a become a cardboard smith. Just, just wait forty or fifty
0: minutes seen. until the podcast is over. Or listen yes. to the
2: podcast while you do it. That too. We can give you ideas. Uh my favorite ones so when you were talking about it last time. Um, when we sort of hosted that panel.
1: Uh two thousand
2: and like fifteen maybe, two thousand and fourteen. Something like that. Sounds like Yeah. Uh my favorite Prop that I've ever seen in cardboard Gundam was someone making chest cannons. Yeah.
0: Oh my. Someone actually yeah. made like like a uh, Gundam heavy like arms a chest Gatling from uh, Gundam Wing. He had Gatling yeah. guns in his chest, I believe. Wow. Yes. And someone like it's made always, it's always as giant yeah. cardboard. Just boob guns. It was fantastic. Yeah, be- because I, like, forgot about that until I just don't want
2: to. I don't want to shit on anyone's creativity by any means, but we tend to see things like wings and like a, like an arm-mounted weapon of some sort, and usually or like a, like a, like a sword or sword. something like that. But honestly, like the chest cannons were extremely creative. Um, kind of comes back to you know sort of like solid robot anime. Um, Absolutely design. Yeah, and it was just, uh, to see it sort of come out in cardboard form was just hilarious. Oh and, my and god, I forgot about that. A privilege. That. It's just, an absolute privilege flooding
0: back to me. I remember you uh, sat on
2: J- Bayfar's shoulders. No, it was the like, other way it around. It was the other
0: way around, for like a
2: Gatai yeah. moment, and that was fucking great. That was Hell amazing. yeah. Ah, ah. Back when I was young, and I could Gatai at will.
1: <laughs> I need someone to make a mech version of like the, the Madonna with the cone boobs. Like the early 90s Madonna. Oh. I need someone to turn that into like a, a mech design. I guarantee like, you it exists. Nancy,
2: you could be the one doing it. I Why could be the on one down. doing it.
1: Like as a mech or, design, it
0: exists. It's just a matter of bringing it to life in cardboard form.
1: This is true. Exactly. This is very true. Um, or Or yeah. extra, extra, extra internet points for someone who can bring this to life and send us pictures because that just... I'm seeing it in my head right now and I'm just like... This would be amazing. I wish I was a lot better at making stuff. There,
2: there's nothing like doing it yourself. If you want it to be done, you gotta do it yourself. True facts. That's why and I learned Nancy, how to do it. Come drop. on down.
1: Uh, let me <laughs> let me figure out my sewing machine without making the needles explode first. Okay.
2: Okay, no. The sewing machine needles. has nothing to do with cardboard. I have now cardboard. until
1: September fifth. I will work on it.
2: Can you sew cardboard? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. you sure
1: can. You can stitch cardboard for sure. Oh
2: shit! I guess that makes sense, but I would—that's I would, mean, that's how I, I, I would assume you'd want like a thicker thread.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't want thread thread. You would want something yeah. closer to like fishing line. Could you probably. use like
2: whatever um,
0: leatherworking sort of uses? Oh yeah. I suppose you could. I don't I know mean, how bookbinding works. Me neither. So the members not of the audience that, who know how bookbinding works, make a Gundam out of books.
1: Oh, that would be heavy. <laughs> So heavy.
2: Hard, hardcover books. Hardcover <laughs> you know, like, books I am specifically. Invincible. Yes, I'm invincible. Yes, I am the library god.
1: I. Um. <laughs> hmm? Oh, I was gonna relate a really silly thing, but I guess it's not super relevant. I just had a professor back in the day who used to point out that our books were literally like the pages. In our textbooks in university were all coated in something that was chemically similar to clay. So we were basically carrying around giant rocks with us everywhere. Nice. Anyway.
0: Proper tablets.
1: Yes. Proper, like, tomes.
0: All you need is some kuni uh, form on there.
2: I don't know what that means. Uh,
0: yeah, that I, I, was that, uh, that uh, what was it, uh, Babylonian or uh, Sumerian form of writing?
1: So oh yes, episodes. that is what it is. I was yeah. like
2: it sounds familiar. I just couldn't place it. Yeah. But yes, I think you're
1: apply. right. I think it's Sumerian.
2: Yeah. I speaking of Sumerian, which is like the weirdest uh segue I've ever done. Is it the I Yes, even <laughs> for the podcast it is. Um I kind of I don't know if everyone else does this. I have a feeling that most people don't. But I tend to Wikipedia like a bunch of crap. Like, I just have a general curiosity or drive for knowledge that has nothing to do with like an actual field that I'm interested in. I -hmm. haven't done that. So I have looked up like cuneiform writing and I have looked up like Sumerian legends and I have looked up um, sort of literature from like the Babylonian age and um, things like Gilgamesh and. I don't know, like it, it, I'm not a history buff by any means either. I just I when I when I find something that like has potential interest in terms of like just pure rote trivial knowledge, mm-hmm. I will pursue it for like I don't know, at least a good half hour if not more depending on how interesting it actually ends up. So being. I do
1: this. Um I have mm-hmm. Wikipedia installed on my phone and I'm just like I have mm-hmm. 38 tabs open Jesus. recently. Yes. Uh, I will So pull... I
2: I I don't do that. I don't I don't keep a bunch of tabs open though, but I will tell you that anytime I look into my Wikipedia search history, it is a mess.
1: Well, okay, it's not because targets. I've kept the tabs open for a reason, it's because I just don't remember to close them. So this is this effectively serves oh. as like a recent history of things I've looked at. But to pull some really weird examples, Saul Invictus is here, Frederick III the Holy Roman Emperor, the uh Iron mm-hmm. Crown of Lombardy, uh, Studio Trigger. I guess I looked up some Studio Trigger stuff a while ago. Um, Trigger. Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. I was looking that up. Uh, I looked up some stuff on The Expanse. Uh, Catherine the Great. There we go. Impressionism. Yeah, and this is just... Oh, and contact lenses. Base curve radius.
0: Now that I think about it, my personal use of Wikipedia has changed drastically. Uh, back when I was in high school and college, I would just read Wikipedia for the hell of it, just for the entertainment value. Right. Now I almost exclusively read Wikipedia to remember character names or to refresh myself on facts for internet arguments
1: that's hilarious. internet like, First arguments of all, what of all, was the name of that arguments.
0: character <laughs> in that one game
1: you should you should append that internet arguments and for podcast
2: <laughs> okay, can I, I tell you what can I just podcasts? tell you so what you for what my what my my uh Wikipedia history is off of my phone app.
1: Yes, please.
2: Real quick here. So I will just go back uh to the beginning of no, I don't want to say to the beginning of August. That's too many things. Um let's <laughs> say to the beginning of this week, which was the last one I had was like August thirteenth as the beginning. So I searched up Carbonara as in like the pasta. Persistence hunting uh, dextroamphetamine, which is, like, uh, dexedrine, which is, like, ADHD medicine. Okay. Um, uh, the knot as a type of nautical, uh, dis- unit of distance. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, what, eight uh, miles The or something? 1972 Great Daylight Fireball. What the fuck? <laughs> which was a meteor. Huh. Ah. Uh, yeah. I also looked up the NVIDIA Titan series, because I was doing some research on my... Upcoming graphics card. All right. Uh, roundabout, which is the song at the yes. end of uh, JoJo. Yes. Mm. Um, International Left Handers Day. What is a thing? Wow. I looked that up too. Yep. The okay. left handed have and those gone are, too and, far. And, they must be. Yeah, stopped. and that's only maybe about twelve topics, I think, maybe or maybe ten topics, and that's what I've searched up this week. For and it's it, it's all over the place, uh, going. Like, if I go way back, like, there's so much shit.
1: For what it's worth, that was only stuff that was on my phone. If you went into my actual laptop that I use every day, there's even more stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Is there an
0: easy way to check your Wikipedia search history? Uh, I don't
2: know for the, like, web browser version, but on the phone app version, it absolutely keeps a good history, hmm. which is great. I actually like looking back at my history um, Not necessarily to revisit articles even. I just like seeing what I've looked into. Fair enough.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Thank really God for the
2: internet because, yeah, otherwise I'd just be spending my time at a library, which I like libraries, but I don't have to do that. I don't have to go to a library to look up things. I can just look at my palm, essentially. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It is really interesting to think about how much a smartphone provides us versus what it was like when we had dumb phones.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of phones real quick, I'm getting a new one. Nice. Ooh. What are you getting? Well, my phone right now is a fairly old phone. I think it's about five years now. Okay. Um, It's not a bad phone. I still actually like it, but it's the uh, Pixel XL. Nice. Oh, All right. Um, Very good phone. And... I've been an Android user for quite a while at this point. Um, I like Android phones, but I don't like most of the other Android phones because they tend to come with bloatware yes. uh, yeah. apps. Um,
1: Specific have, uh, manufacturers up... have it worse, but yeah, you're right. <coughs> Samsung! <clears throat> um, I'm not going to name names.
2: Sorry, I just had something in my throat. Oh, oh uh, bless <laughs> you. But, yeah. Um, basically, I really do like the pixel designs generally speaking they have good hardware and they're very streamlined and of course being you know first person hardware pairing with first per, uh, first party sorry hardware and software is really nice mm-hmm. so i'm getting the uh the 4a which nice. is coming out Yay. real quick uh which is sort of like a light version uh of, the of it's their pixel middle of, yeah. sort of the road flagship model.
1: Yeah it's their middle of yeah. the road phone and that's Cuz i
2: don't i don't need a crazy phone mm-hmm. I, like it still has Good camera, great battery.
1: Superior you know, software. Screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't really ask for very much. But the number one reason why I'm sticking with the Pixel line versus any other Android smartphone is because of the fingerprint sensor. Oh. Ah. The Pixel 4a um, still has it I... on the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Pixel is the only one that I know of that puts it on the back, sort of in the back upper yeah. third middle. Because it's honestly when I first got a pixel, the pixel XL, I was just like, Oh, that's really weird. But you notice immediately how ergonomically positioned it is. So when you reach into your bag or your pocket and you're about to pull up your phone to unlock it, you literally will put your finger in that slot, unlock it immediately as you're looking to use the phone.
0: My phone. Uh, And it's just one of my favorite that way about it too. Uh, but with that one, it, it it has the fingerprint sensor on the side, literally integrated into the mm-hmm. power button. And mm-hmm. uh, I have the same thing to say. It feels good. Like I would normally be going to press the power button whenever I want to use the phone, mm-hmm. and because it's right there, it it's literally good enough that it will read my finger immediately after yeah. I press the button and unlock.
2: Um, and that and honestly, like it it makes so much sense. Like I think Samsung's phones still use like either face detection, which I don't really love in the first place. No, I hate mm. it. Mm. It, or the fingerprint sensor is on the bottom of the front of the phone. On which is the uh, home button, like tr- when they have it. Well, there's no more home buttons. It's just screen, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. sort of in that general area, it doesn't really make a lot of sense when so, you think about it. It's not. It's not a great position for it.
1: Um. Yeah, and it's also a trained thing right like if that's where it is and people you know find themselves using it and then they realize this is like a natural like there's there's a bit of uh i used to have it's a good design but it's also a little bit of training your audience to use it properly
0: it had it Mm -hmm. integrated into the home button and you could use either the power button or the home button to wake up the phone so it was (laughs) the exact same thing a matter if i put my hand in my pocket my thumb reaches for the home button And by the time I'm actually looking
2: at it, it's already unlocked. So, but I do feel like there's just better positioning for it in general. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely
1: right. Like I actually miss having a tactile uh, fingerprint sensor that I could actually feel.
2: What do you use? Um,
1: I have a OnePlus sixty, and okay, it's a great phone. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, one of the like almost full screen phones that i actually liked. Right, the, right. the like is uh, the the camera baz- is
2: the bezel-less design sort of thing right it
1: is fairly bezel um yeah but the, the thing i like the most pretty, pretty good considering two
2: years ago we weren't quite there yet right? under the screen
1: yeah uh so yes this one has a fingerprint sensor under the screen so if mm-hmm. you don't know exactly where it is with the visual indicator, you won't be able to get mm-hmm. it. And and that's why I say I miss having a fingerprint sensor that I can tactilely feel. Like you feel the difference right. between the fingerprint mm-hmm. sensor and the rest of the screen.
2: And like, I mean, everyone gets their fingerprints all over their screen. It's not <laughs> really something that's an argument. But I do think it's weird that sometimes we'll just have like, for example, a thumb-shaped print that's like perfect... That just squishes out on the screen, as opposed to like just regular scrolling type of uh, smearage. You know. So
1: side side thing. I have been mm-hmm. known to be abnormally dry-handed. I don't leave a lot of fingerprints behind. I've been told I would a make thief. a fantastic thief. That's exactly what what people say. They're like, oh, you'd be a, you'd make a great cat thief or something. But even so, I will still leave little marks on my phone. And that's still mm-hmm. not enough for me to know exactly where it is when I'm just not looking at it. Oh, so no! So I've actually just I've actually just stopped using the fingerprint sensor on my phone for that reason.
2: Do you just use a like a key on un- or a yes. pass unlock or something? A pin yes. unlock?
1: I have a right. fairly long pin for my un- my phone unlock.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh no!
1: But yeah, like the the actual side effect here is that I've stopped using the fingerprint sensor.
0: If I fair not which is sort I of like would not use security at
2: all, yeah, uh I well, I don't know if I can agree with that specifically, but I would say that it's sort of a shame that you're not using the fingerprint sensor not because of any specific security related issue, but because they make you pay for it it's part of the part of the uh, hardware. you know. The hardware and, and it's a selling point that whether it uses face detection or uh, a fingerprint sensor it's like one of the two things two options right now um aside from a pin so it's sort of like you're gonna have to pay for it whether you use it or not mm-hmm. you know
1: no that's true so like it's, it's a piece of it. Like it's, it's probably pin.
2: not yeah it's probably not like more than like 50 bucks of the cost or whatever marketing wise but you know? it is sort of like a
1: if, you yeah, know what the screw worst... you if you don't use it. Well, the worst thing is is that this fingerprint sensor, despite the fact that it's in the like it's in the screen, it's mm-hmm. really fast and it's quite accurate. Oh yeah, that's not the yeah. problem. That is not the problem. The problem is I can't that feel thing. it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, and going, I I I kind of <laughs> get off of this topic soon, but uh, just as a final bit to it. I, uh, I remember when the Samsung, I think S10 or the Note 10, was coming out, and they were like, "We have bezel-less screen, very nice, great display." It's, but it's the fingerprint sensor is going to be on the front, and people were like, "Okay, like how's it going to do the sensors?" Like, this is how it's going to do the sensor. What happens if you put a screen protector on it? Ooh. It doesn't do the sensing. You have to buy a very specific type of, like yeah. for instance, glass uh, screen protector. Oh, for like a work. tempered
1: glass protector.
2: Yeah, and it was like I think sort of expensive too, because again, it was sort of a specialty item, mm. or else again, it would not detect. And I don't know anyone in the right mind who wouldn't have a screen protector of any kind. And then for it to take away your twelve hundred dollar <laughs> at the phone uh, at the at the time phone price because you bought a you slapped on a twenty dollar uh, protection onto your screen is like ridiculous. That right? is
1: very ridiculous. Um, yeah. That makes me extra grateful that my phone literally came with a pre-applied screen protector. And I have not had to oh, replace nice. it.
2: Yeah, I've heard actually really good things about OnePlus as a company. Uh, I just haven't really gotten uh, my hands on one of their phones yet.
1: Uh, so Sean is actually also considering, like his his phone is getting to a point where the battery life isn't where it needs to be. And he's also making right. the same consideration that you are. And mm. it's a pretty even split between the 4A and getting a Nord. Nord is OnePlus's new yes. foray into also yeah. the same tier. It's it's like a mid tier phone. It's really mm-hmm, good, mm-hmm. but it's not like you know they they take out some. Wasn't of Wasn't that more one not getting things.
0: launched in North America?
1: Yes, so it currently it is only launched in India, which is yeah okay. I was um, under the impression it's my, called the Nord.
2: I mean, to, uh, let's launch North it in America India.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought that was pretty funny too, Angelo, uh, but. Recently, we found out that the Nord comes pre-installed with Facebook services and Netflix, and it is impossible to remove them. So that oh, really quickly no. removed the Nord from the list of competitors, which oh, literally leaves no. the 4A. That's it.
2: Like I'm not gonna lie, I was I was kind of blind to looking around too much for other phones because uh, I knew that I liked the feature, the predominant feature on. Uh, the Pixel, and I was willing to like even, even looking at it now, it's not, I have no problem with it because I knew it's going to be streamlined, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have these kind of preset features and stuff. The only difference is like if Sean is, I don't think Sean's super into having like a flagship phone, but I know that the five, like the five is coming out really soon as well. So if he's okay with a more expensive phone or a slightly, because I assume Sean has bigger hands because he he's does. a taller dude,
1: he is very tall, so
2: there's. Yeah, like the, the, the what do you call it? The 4A is about the size of a Pixel XL, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah,
1: no, it's fine. But
2: the f- there's also a 4A uh, uh, 5G, which it's not about the 5G, but it's about maybe $150 more expensive. However, it, it's also going to be a larger phone, so that might be more comfortable.
0: Oh my God, that's insane. What? But the the one thing holding me back from like, pre-ordering the 4A immediately was the size of it. Uh, mm-hmm. screen wise it's the exact same size as like my Razer phone it's like 6 inch or something like that
2: mm-hmm. and
0: right. even though the phone is physically smaller uh, I, I want a smaller screen even I want to go
2: back to a smaller phone uh, <laughs> yeah I can understand that like, That's yeah, interesting. a
0: couple of weeks ago I pulled out my old uh, Z3 Compact just to see if I could still use oh, wow. it because I like the size of it yeah. and oh, nice. it it just doesn't keep up with what I want to do anymore but it's the uh-huh. perfect right. size. It's like mm. 5.7 inch instead yeah. of like 6 mm-hmm. inch. And that doesn't sound yeah. like much, mm-hmm. but it's a huge deal.
1: Yeah.
2: And I remember, <laughs> I think my my uh, Galaxy, my Samsung Galaxy, like just the that original like a, Galaxy yeah. S, uh-huh. I think that was like 4.8 Yeah, it inches.
1: was a 4.9 inch screen or something. And it had like the yeah. top and bottom bezels too.
2: Yeah. Like, I, We've come a long way, I, but size is like ever phones increasing. I have
0: regressed for the sake of uh, aesthetics. I mm. hate having a bezel phone because it means that my huge meaty claws, the, the overlap at the side of them will, will be registered as touch input.
1: Which I believe you did the other day when you butt dialed me.
0: Yes, actually. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> my big meaty claws when trying to reach over to the hamburger menu in Discord hit the call button instead.
1: Yeah. Yes. Angela would Nothing. never call you on purpose, Nancy. No, he would never call me on purpose unless <laughs> it was for this.
0: Uh, oh. But I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah no. You know
1: what uh, I'm tired of is the rounded corners on my screen. I kind of miss having corners on my screens. Yeah. Like full corners.
2: Oh, like the rounded edges?
1: Yeah. What At first it
0: was you? really yeah. cool. aspect ratio on my phone
2: yes they're also their their aspect ratios are really weird yeah they're weird anyway i'm sorry no it's okay um it's sort of that conversation where i used to sell cell phones for a living
0: so i could rant for a long time about cell phones i've been holding myself back
2: (laughs) can i actually did we not talk about god okay we're never getting office but it's fine um I think I mentioned, like, Shaw's new offering recently, right? Yes, I I believe so. Did I mention that in a podcast? Yeah,
1: I I, think we talked about that. I know we've... Yeah.
2: Right. Like, really quick. So, the other day, as in two days ago, I received an email from Freedom, which is owned by Shaw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, Shaw's offering, like, a cheap mobile deal because they have, like... If you have their internet deal, then you can get their cheap mobile deal, which is Mm -hmm. honestly not too bad if you are a Shaw customer. (laughs) And, again, two days ago, I got an email from Freedom going we are now offering home internet service.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. what
2: a surprise. And like, I'm
1: surprised you know. that they sent out an email two days ago because that's been the news uh, for a while.
0: Like, chances are on the back end everything is the exact same. So, Oh, absolutely. The only not. overhead is on branding, I guess. Mm. But And
1: marketing, I guess. Yeah.
0: But yep. why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm.
1: And and to be honest, the if you went with a deal with Shaw, it wouldn't have been worth it. So... Remember that they offered me half my speeds at $40 more a month. That $40 it's a
2: privilege to work with them.
1: That $40 is basically a cell phone bill right there. And the deal that they mm-hmm. had was, oh it's it's $0 for you to have a mobile number through us, and then you get access yeah. to our Wi-Fi. And it's like, okay, but if I want data, oh, oh, but that's you have to pay for that separately. It's like, okay, so you're basically giving me free mm-hmm. cellular service, but I'm paying out the nose for my internet at home.
2: Yeah. And what it is, the truth of it is is that it's the old cable and home phone line hookup deal <laughs> yeah. that they used to do when people still wanted home a physical phones? landline. They'll still yeah, do that they're... for you. That hasn't died. Yeah, they will. They will. But like it's 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 fewer and fewer people, so like what else can we offer? What else can we offer? It's like, well, I've heard that people are using these newfangled things called cell phones. What if we offered (laughs) internet and a cell phone line instead? (laughs) That's what it really feels like, you know? Yeah. And the way that they do, any any of the quote-unquote deals that they're offering are simply based off of that old model. And it has to be tied together. You can't just have cheap internet uh, or you can't just have cheap home line mm-hmm. or a uh, cell phone bill. It has to be both. Speaking of so, deals
0: on an old model, screwing. I heard Nancy was yes. getting a 3D printer.
1: Oh, oh boy. Yes. I'm First saying, of all, yes. what kind
2: of 3D printer is it? Is it an it old is, model for a good deal? It
1: is, no. It's not <laughs> I was just actually, trying to segue away. It, I was actually, I thought you were going to start talking about your, your car project, but oh um, no, no, it is That was a good a deal for
0: a very old model.
1: Brand new 3D printer. Nice. Gasp. And it is one of the I think one of the more currently coveted ones because it has auto bed leveling, which is something that nice. if you don't play around with three D printers a lot, most of them require you to do it yourself. So there's a bunch of like manual test printing you have to do. You have to make sure that it's level yourself. Right. And uh, I was gonna make
2: a really shitty joke about automatic bed leveling and be like it comes with a memory foam mattress.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it, is but it anyway. like a Delta 3D printer where it has like the three arms and then it like, go, doop, or is it like one of the ones that has like the, the two big rails and then the horizontal rail that the extrusion head goes on?
1: Yes, it's one of those. Uh, uh, it's one of those ones? Yes. And and the so interesting thing. That means thing, it's a filament printer? It is a filament a, printer. A it is not a resin printer. Uh Right. I think I've I've had a rant about this before. Resin's a lot of fun if it's something that you don't have to deal with yourself. So yeah. if I were to have like a resin workshop, I would A rent the workshop somewhere else. I would store the resin there. I would have like a completely separate like
2: you would outsource your resin?
1: I would. I would completely outsource the resin and then I'd have to go and work with it. Uh like I'd have a completely different like set of clothes that I change into like in that workshop, blah blah blah, blah blah. There's so many things. It would have to be like well ventilated. Mm-hmm. it would have nasty. to be nasty. It's not good for you. It's not good for your lungs. it's not good enough for your skin. It's just you know I would work with it Look, if I didn't have to do it in my own home. So that what is did you not want something a that 3D I'm... printer for so many things. Do you have any idea how many nerdy spaceships we can print?
0: Ah, uh, you know what? Your want for a 3D printer is very similar to my want for
2: a 3D printer then.
1: Yeah. Is it because you
2: want to make big anime tids? I, I just want to
0: make my <laughs> own anime figures. That's exactly yep. what I would want.
1: I want to see you yeah. in a CAD program designing the big tids.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it could never Anyway, happen. I'm not but sure I'm allowed to say time, that. <laughs> every single time. It's okay. I try to wrap my head around any kind of 3D software like Blender or something yeah. I, it just mm-hmm. melts my brain, and I can never get anywhere. Like I am, it's hard. I'm literally stuck to to 2D oh, art. I I cannot into 3D. I
1: mean, I it's it's a weird take, mindset should... shift.
0: I would basically
2: be I downloading it, like dance should...
0: models, learning to pose them, and then then just printing that. I don't know.
2: Use one of those like online learning services that sort of sponsored, by, of skillshare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sponsored by Skillshare. We're not sponsored by Skillshare or whatever. Because, like, I would say that it's one of those things where it's not so easy to self-teach. So, but I mean, it's uh, like so I think you do have a vested interest Blender, in developing though. that that sort of skill set for yourself. I would like skills here is not a sponsor for us, but I'm just saying that, like, from what I hear, it's actually fairly useful for something that you wouldn't mm. normally self-teach. Like music, you can self-teach instruments, you can self-teach, for example. So, in but, the case of so to a certain skill level you would want to learn I
0: have tried many times to get into learning it uh the problem with blender specifically is that there's so many different hotkeys for everything that uh oh yeah absolutely that by 20 minutes in I have to start just writing down an entire like sheet or like make something on my computer print it out tape it above my monitor just so I can look up for all like the different five hundred different keybinds.
1: That reminds me of what it was like to teach people how to use Vi. It was like, what's the what's, what key do I do to do this copy paste thing? And then, like, all I, I, I basically about, had to make a printout about, uh, of the keyboard Vim layout with it. Is yeah. hit
0: I to start putting my text in? Yes. Uh, hit Escape to get out of insert mode. And hit Escape then, if you uh, don't know what you've done. W Q. And if mm-hmm. it really doesn't like that, WQ exclamation mark, and then I'm
2: good.
1: Yep. Yeah, pretty much. And if that doesn't That's help you me, really... I have to
2: just exit and then pseudo. <laughs> hey Nancy. Yeah. Uh so what is gonna be the first sort of big project you're gonna put your new three D printer to?
0: What kind of space um, do you
1: want? Okay. Uh there's a variety of truck ships that we'll probably wanna print eventually. Um but first the very, very first thing we or wanna truck ships. Trek okay, because I was going to ask
0: what a truck ship was. I had no idea.
1: I have no idea, but I'm thinking of like... Get the, that all Enterprise those... going. Yeah, get the Enterprise. All all of the Enterprises. Now, uh, we already have several Enterprises. They're just get specific more. ones that we do want to print. Okay. Uh, so the very first thing we'll probably do is print a Benchy because that's the first thing everybody Benchy. prints. Yes a benchy I,
0: I was going to say I don't, I don't remember benchy from from Star Trek I don't what is that And then I was like oh wait benchy the little boat Yes Yeah Yes
1: What Because that's the thing that tells you is your extruder working properly is it at the oh, right temperature that thing. and yeah. is everything level Right
0: uh, for people who might not be 3D printing nerds benchy is this little uh, cartoon looking boat uh, that you can make that just has a lot of curved surfaces and it has surfaces that, like, uh, arch over each other, avoid over a void space. So it just does a lot of complicated things uh, that 3D printers have a lot of trouble with. So when you can print that and make it good, that means your 3D printer is in a good shape.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And Benchy is short for benchmark. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: Which I think is pretty cute and hilarious.
1: It's adorable. But, like, we're probably going to have a miniature collection of little Benchies by some, like, by the end of, I don't know, the first week of getting it. But after the Benchie... May benchy, have one? <laughs> do you want one? Give me
0: the most awful Benchie that prints.
1: The awfulest Benchie. I
0: want the one that, like, is half spaghetti. Because there's okay.
1: going to be
2: one that's half spaghetti.
1: So I'm told. Give me one. <laughs> yes. What yeah. do you want? I was
2: like, I was like, give me one that remind that that when you look at it, it's like that's the one that Jay should have, <laughs> which means it's probably a little ugly and misshapen, but that's okay.
1: Um. So we're trying pretty hard to stick to some of the easier plastics because things like right. printing in um, ABS, for example, is a lot harder Um, yeah it's a Mm -hmm. very specific temperature you need to have the extruder at Um, your plastic Mm -hmm. formulation actually needs to be very consistent or or bad things will happen and like if you're ever curious go look up 3d printer fails it's awful oh yeah but, like, if, if you truly want the Benchy that just looks like a wall of spaghetti, I will give that one to mm-hmm. you. It'll be very sad looking and I'll probably have to scrape it off the bed, like, Actually, with an me, actual glass scraper. Actually, give me
0: the worst failure that's still, like, a complete object.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't tr- want spaghetti. Let's be real. I, so, I just, just want to say I, that when I want I,
2: spaghetti. When I was, so, yeah, when I was looking it up just now, there's one that, lo- that looks like cheese. Yeah. That's Ooh. been half eaten.
1: Oh yeah, there are some very oof yeah. big big oof moments. But like there's there's oh, a reason one's... why 3D printing is so finicky. It's because there's too many variables to worry about. Like the plastic that you use is completely out of your control. You can go buy plastic, but there's no guarantee that it's a consistent formula, that it's not going to be really stringy when it melts to to yeah. like Decimal degrees around the the target temperature, et etc et cetera, et cetera. But when like it even outside printing,
0: of, it's basically imagine all the errors and issues you have with regular printers, and then add a third dimension to it. it.
1: Yeah, a, a third, third dimension, dimension using errors. plastic. It's it's uh, a you need hard. Toner. Yeah, you need more toner. Um,
2: I just posted something into the Discord. It was, it was a model of a Benchy, but it has transparent plastic, and I've never seen that before. It looks like a glass of Coke in Benchy form. It does. It actually looks really cool. Like, the color, you, you know, you can either be, like, for or against because mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, a brownish, sort of that that Coca-Cola light color. Mm-hmm. But, like, it looks really interesting. I've never seen a 3D printer like that. It's al- To me, it's always, like, that blocky sort of,
1: yeah. you know. There are a lot of very cool types of plastic now. Like there are uh glow in the dark uh PLA's that you can get now. So like it's yeah. that kind of off-white Ooh. plastic and then you know you turn the lights off and they glow. Oh, I just remembered um. about a
0: really cool kind of filament. Oh. There is a uh there's a electrically conductive filament that you can get. And that way if you're if you have a printer with two print heads on it with two extruders, you can make a 3D print that includes circuitry right into the print.
1: Well, that.
0: Interesting. Could...
1: Hmm.
0: Imagine making mm. like a cosplay prop and all you and have you to do have is. And you don't have to sew your LEDs. LEDs into it. All you have oh to do God. is plug them into different po- por- uh, that
2: positions. So that would be nice. so nice. It would also be cool for like. I just like the idea of sort of completing a circuit using something like that. Mm hmm. The idea of like, I don't know, ha- like having, like you get home and you 3D printed, let's say this kind of circuit thing that like, let's say you have, uh, uh, what do you call it? Key hooks uh, at, at your door. So you put your keys up and then the moment that sort of connection is made, then like your, light, your hallway light turns on or something like that.
1: Mm. Or even like an RFID but. chip uh, inside yeah. embedded inside a print would be that really cool. That shouldn't be too
0: hard. That you can do with even like a single... Head printing. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like either dropping the thing in at the right time of the print or, uh, or just stopping it for a second. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. So going back to why 3D printing can be so finicky, there are plastics that require an extremely consistent air temperature around it. So yeah. you can get an enclosure for your entire printer, and what it does is it keeps like, the air moisture and the air temperature really consistent inside where the printing area is. And, like, you need things like that for when you're realizing that, like, the plastic's cooling too fast. Or, like, it's, it's very trial and error until you get it right. Now that so... I think
0: about it, I can't remember what channel it was, but I watched a YouTube channel where they were having unlimited problems with 3D printing. And it turned out the humidity around where they stored their PLA was too high. Mm. So the spools of PLA themselves went bad.
1: Oof, yeah. That so they basically
0: happen. made, like, a box with a ton of silica gel at the bottom to just pull the moisture out of the air for the box and they could just run the filament right to the printer from in there
1: so one of the things that i really love about this printer the design is that they've removed uh the part where they have like the giant spool of filament there are printers where the spool literally sits on top of the frame and the head moves mm-hmm. around and rocks the frame around and then you've got this giant weight of filament on yes, top and it just yes. rocks the whole thing. Oh, so they've no. taken that and they've moved it down to the base and that's like the the biggest improvement outside Absolutely. of the fact that this can auto-level itself. Like now your your head's not going to be like rocking Wibbly the wobbly. whole thing, the whole... Yeah, and like the other the other really common failure is that your printer isn't doing anything wrong, but the print itself has just somehow detached off the bed. So now the head is literally dragging this thing around with it, and then nothing gets made.
0: For that is, it's a heated bed that you need to, uh, to mitigate that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Is it a heated I bed would... or
0: just a certain texture of the bed?
1: texture is usually the first thing that's easily fixable so you can have different types of beds that you're printing on some people prefer a glass bed because you can just you know take an exacto knife scraper to this and just like scrape the print off at the end but it's really i've seen
0: some printers like that where it's perfectly smooth and people like oh this is garbage i'm just gonna put painter's tape down every time i want to print something
1: yeah there's there's that too like it Again, depends very much on your filament, and it depends very much on how you specifically tune your printer. Okay. It's like tuning a car. Oh. A-
0: a- I don't know how to tune cars. Is it cars. like tuning a piano or tune a fish? I can, I can put a when headlight I- in a car. That's about it.
1: How many headlights, though?
0: Uh, So in our 88 Camaro, it has four main headlights, and three of them I replaced today.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah, I had to replace uh, of, uh, two of the high beams and one of the low beams.
1: So, because you said that, I already know that this isn't one of those cars where you you have to go buy the entire headlight assembly and pop it in.
0: No, 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 that's exactly what it was. That's why I couldn't just oh. go down to Canadian Tire and get the right thing. Uh, oh! So, the lens, the lens for the headlight was completely cracked. The, the lamp itself still worked, surprisingly. Huh. But uh, I was trying to look around to get the right ones... Uh, Now that I know what they actually are, I probably could have got some from Napa instead of ordering them from, like, a special place. Hmm. But uh, it's, like, a big, like, four-inch by, like, two-and-a-half or three-inch glass bulb. And there's, like, this little wire uh, frame that I have to pull down to get it in. Like, there's four screws that I have to, two of them remove, two of them replace, uh, just loosen, pull out this bracket, pull out the big old bulb, and then push the new one in. Uh, Other things that I replaced on the Camaro recently was, uh, just for the hell of it, the old shifter knob was cracked and and just old. Ew. Uh, It it looked like it had, like, hand cheese in the cracks.
1: Ew. Ew. Oh, God.
0: In the same place that found me the exact headlamps that I needed, because I didn't know what I was looking for, they had a, a Camaro Z28 shifter knob that I could also special order. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm waiting for the headlamps anyways. I want to get a cool-ass shifter knob. So I got that in, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. The other one's going to just just turn right off, and uh, and then I put the new one on, and it looks awesome. And then, so we go out to the Camaro. We, we try to turn the old knob off, and uh, it's just putting up a fight. It is like, whoa. Just giving it all the all the gorilla grip that i can and it's just not moving and so okay hold on hold on there's probably some trick to it we probably don't just twist it off uh we'll wait for now go to the place we need to go and then later on i'll look it up and we'll do it so whatever we do our shopping a couple days later on a night shift i actually look up how to uh, take it off and you know what it is what just fucking give her what? <laughs> really really twist.
2: You have oh. to go full full just strength. Use your true man strength.
1: I was thinking here that like y- you just like went and took a jar opener to it and just like ripped I was it considering off. Considering
0: using like some vice no. grips to hold onto it and give me the oh, leverage. Oh my goodness. But nope, the the next time I went to go at it, it was a hotter day. So it was probably mm-hmm. like thirty five, forty degrees inside the car,
1: Oh. and I
0: just go to fucking wheel on it, and uh, <laughs> after about five seconds, it finally loosens.
1: Oh man! Um, so then I can just I twist it off, put though. the
0: new one on. I get, I twist it just right so the logo's facing up, and it looks yeah. awesome,
1: perfect.
2: Like you've replaced the, uh, you know, like the shifter knob. You've replaced the the headlights, and you know, I'm sure a few more things. But how? Original is a Camaro.
0: Engine is completely original, except okay. for seals.
1: Okay. And
0: okay. the ignition coil, and okay. the ignition control module because I had to replace that a couple. Weeks this man ago. is a liar. And the okay. Stereo, how I think about it. The stereo Terry originally ripped out, and uh, he replaced all the speakers. He put a new sub in, and uh, because That's that fine. stereo was older, uh, I put mm-hmm. I had to put on a new one with Bluetooth and, and auxiliary and stuff. Uh, we were thinking of like... replacing the <laughs> rims, but after I yeah. looked it up, the rims that are on it were a special option at the time of purchase. Oh God, so those rims are, are cool old rims. We're keeping those rims.
2: We'll also like You can always get that stuff like refinished. Exactly. So like, transmission like it, it'll cost still... a little bit more, but transmission it's is kind original. of nice to have original. Uh, transmission,
0: Ooh. it does have a problem, though. The transmission is leaking. We know that it's uh, leaking. Mm-hmm. Once it dies, we're going to replace it with something better. Same thing oh. with the rear differential, but now that I think about it, uh, if we want to be pricey about it, we'll get like a nice new limited slip diff for it. If we want to be cheap cheap about it, we can just, once the diff dies, weld it, do some awesome burnouts, have
2: some fun. No diff.
1: <laughs> burnouts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would love to I would love to have a ride in that thing one day. Yeah, it's cool. For sure. It's cool.
0: We took a we took a ride with uh Austin the other day and uh we shoved him in the back seat and then we went out to uh go take some pictures on a bridge. It was great. Aww. Oh, nice.
1: Man. But yeah. It's been a while since I I drove think you're the roadster. only one of my it. friends
2: that has sort of a classic vehicle right now. So, I don't know how many people are Car people in our group. I anything, I wasn't much of a car
0: person before, but now that we have this mm-hmm. car to toy around with, and for context, it's it's Dios, uh, her dad's car. He bought mm-hmm. it brand new when he when he moved to Canada.
1: Mm-hmm. He Ooh. took her
0: home from the hospital when she was born in this car.
1: Wow! So, so it
0: means a lot to her and to the family.
1: Damn!
2: So that's it's the fa- it's the family vehicle, yeah. which is not something that you would say very often about a camaro or any sort of vehicle in its class exactly
0: because like all things considered this isn't the coolest camaro out there when you consider it... all of the camaros but that's fine it was basically free to us we just had to get it running and yeah. uh because it's got that uh that sentimental value to it it's the coolest camaro that we could have that's what, awesome. what other camaro could we buy with an interesting story like that that's that is the camaro of her family it is the car of
2: her mm-hmm. people. <laughs> uh, it is the people's car. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't think Jamaicans have been known for uh, car production. <laughs> what? It's
0: not Jamaica, just her family, dude.
2: Yeah, but you said of her people. <laughs>
0: her fa- her yeah, people yeah, goes that phrase can than family. be
1: interpreted differently. I could see it. There, there's
0: many interpretations no. of that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's still cool.
1: No, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. And that's that's I'm... the main reason we have it. It's free. We just have to get it running, which it is now. It sounds awesome. awesome.
1: It's a good car. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, we
0: actually just parked her other car, uh, 2013 Hyundai Elantra, at her dad's house to get it out of the way so that we can more easily park the Camaro and drive it full time.
1: Mm-hmm. How
2: drivable is it in winter, though? Not.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah.
0: Just straight up, Uh, once the snow flies... She's going back to the Hyundai, and this thing yeah. is going to someone to do bodywork and paint it over the course of the winter.
1: Uh huh. Mm.
2: Like the like that's the big thing I have about cars in Calgary or can most of Canada's weather and winter. It's just not like you have a nice car. I don't diss on nice cars or anything, but unless you have the money for like the storage and all the upkeep and stuff like that. You're, you're, you own something that you're only going to use for less than half the year. That's fairly expensive on, on average, you know? Having mm-hmm. that said, so
0: for the last couple of weeks, I saw classic cars in Kijiji that I wanted. Mm-hmm.
2: There was a Pontiac
0: Fiero. Uh, oh. And everyone I talked to was like, hey, actually, that's... Sure, it's rear-wheel drive, but it's like m- a mid-engine car. It's actually really well-balanced and would be fine in the winter. And I was like, damn, do I really want to buy another 1980s car and uh, inherit thirty-five-year-old problems. Mm. I respectfully did not. I instead spent that money on computer parts.
1: Mm.
2: I, rec- I very recently saw a like a cream-white Trans Am oh. the other day. Oh, oh my! And that was honestly really sweet.
1: Very classic.
2: Did it? Did it have the screen? Well, chicken I don't know if head? that's very class. Is that very classic? At it's this point, it's a
1: classic look.
2: It is. I guess I feel like growing up like it was like it was I think it's an 80s sort of vehicle, right? Uh-huh. 70s and 80s. But like I feel like growing Yeah, 70s 80s. I remember but like, growing up in the 90s, I still remember seeing quite a few. Oh yeah. But they've definitely like died out more over over the years. <laughs> the thing is, uh but it was still really nice to
0: see. By her. the time the 80s rolled around, like the 1988 Trans Am and the mm-hmm. 1988 Camaro are literally the same car with a different badge. Mhm.
2: That's true. To the point
0: where part, but many of the parts that I bought for the Camaro were listed as Trans Am parts.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that I until I started
0: it. looking up the parts. And I was like, oh, look at that. They're the same car. I think car. there's probably more Never stuff. that.
2: Uh, s- there's probably more parts uh, marketed as Trans Am than Camaro, I would have I guessed. Most
0: of them were marketed as both.
2: Really? Yeah. Interesting.
0: And when I was telling yeah. Dio about the Pontiac Firo She's like, oh my god, you're buying another Pontiac And I just screamed, <laughs> will you have a Pontiac? She's like, no I don't it's like, the, com- the idiot Camaro was literally just a Pontiac Trans Am
2: are yeah. the same there car
0: you.
2: Pontiac's, di- the-, the brand died Oh yeah, it's like a dead brand years
0: ago. And yeah. I mean, my Pontiac, five my fucking G5 is not a cool car It's my car yeah. and it's red, Pontiac, so I like it but... Pontiac made some real shit cars Oh, they too. did <laughs> They, they, absolutely, they, did. They, did, they made some great cars,
2: <laughs> but they made a lot of shit cars.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. And
0: that's
2: why they're dead. Yep. Anyway, uh, I think we'll have to call this a show, but it was a good show, as usual. Always. Oh,
1: as
0: expected.
2: Sasuga. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. uh, if you
2: notice anything strange in the next upcoming episodes, including this one, blame Drake for of trusting me and Nancy. There are no reasons to that. <laughs> At <laughs> all. Nothing. You will notice no, <laughs> no issues. In, in it's fact, it's because it'll we're, it'll we're it'll starting be to candy. rotate some of the production um, uh, uh, of each episode. So there might be some slight inconsistencies as we come up uh, into some, let's say, uh, learning curves. You mean improvements. Learning pain, improvements. Growth pains. But either way, it should be all good. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. This
0: is Angelo signing out.
1: Good night.
2: Take care, guys.